Our board from day one has always included a mix of business leaders as well as scientists and conservation professionals and brings those different skill sets together to make sure that we take good care of the dollars that are entrusted to the Nature Trust of BC while also spending them on the highest conservation priorities. And so it's that blend of business skills and financial acumen with conservation science that really has helped to build a really successful organization. I'm Peter McCulley. The Nature Trust of BC has conserved over 500 properties since 1971. These properties are home to some of the most rare and fragile ecosystems in the province, protecting endangered and at-risk species for generations to come. Jasper Lament, the CEO of the Nature Trust, is our guest when Today in BC continues. Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com. Thanks for joining us today, Jasper. Pleasure to be here, Peter. In 1971, the Nature Trust was established with a $4.5 million grant from the federal government. I believe they were celebrating... They were celebrating the centennial of British Columbia in Canada. And since that time, the Nature Trust has acquired over 500 properties. That's more than 175,000 acres here, there, and everywhere in B.C., Maybe we could start out by talking about what the mandate of the Nature Trust of BC is. The Nature Trust of BC is focused on securing and managing ecologically important lands in British Columbia. Since we were launched back in 1971, that's really what we've focused on first and foremost is protecting and then caring for these important lands. A big part of what the Nature Trust does is conserving species, so perhaps you could expand on that. Our mission is focused on conserving biodiversity, which is all living things, and BC is home to an amazing diversity of species. BC has more biodiversity than any other province in Canada. Unfortunately, many of our species are at risk of extinction. Protecting the rare species of BC and the ecosystems that they depend on is really at the core of our conservation mission. BC has 50,000 species. Only 10% of them have been evaluated for their population status. And of those, about half are at risk of extinction. So it really describes the biodiversity crisis that we're in BC and, and more broadly around the world. Has climate change at all impacted your mandate or how you do business? Climate change is changing the habitats, the landscapes that we work in every day. Our conservation planning traditionally has focused on understanding where species are, where ecosystems are, identifying the highest priority places to protect based on our knowledge of ecosystems today. But what climate change is doing is it's changing the distribution of species. It's changing the distribution of habitats. And so now we're also having to make predictions about where species will be in decades into the future. It's going to 
force all of us in the conservation profession to try and better understand the future distribution of species and habitats so that we can make sure that we build a resilient landscape for tomorrow. So how do you prioritize what properties you're going to purchase? What comes into that decision-making process? BC is a vast province, and there's always far more opportunities to conserve land than there are dollars and resources to do so. The Nature Trust of BC is always focused on identifying what are the highest priority properties to protect because we have to deliver the most conservation impact with whatever resources we have available to us at this time. A key part of that is understanding where species are distributed, which habitats have been protected elsewhere in BC, and allowing us to understand what we can protect in a given area and how that compares with the lands that the Nature Trust has conserved over the last 51 years. We use some pretty powerful conservation assessment tools to compare any property in BC to the 500 plus properties we've already protected and understand where would it fit within our conservation portfolio if we were to acquire it. If you've got 500 properties with 175,000 acres that you're looking after, there must be a number of field crews out there managing these properties. How many do you have and what exactly do they do? Our conservation land management team is the largest component of our staff. We have four conservation land managers on Vancouver Island, the Lower Mainland, the Okanagan, and the Kootenai region. And each of those land managers has a team that supports them. And we have a team of year-round staff. Then in the summers, we add what we call conservation field crews to allow each of the teams in each of those four regions to really do more on-the-ground work during the summer season when they can get out there and do control of invasive weeds. They can check and maintain the fences that help keep our properties managed. They can replace signs, clean up trash that inconsiderate people might have dumped on our property, that sort of thing. It's just been great because we've been able to provide university students and recent graduates opportunities to get their toe in the door of the conservation profession. And many of our current conservation professionals have got their start through our conservation field crew program. And many of our alumni have gone on to work for government agencies and other conservation organizations. So we really feel we're making a difference in building a conservation profession for British Columbia. How would volunteers fall into that? Would you have volunteer days? Would you also have volunteers that might come in for more than a day at a time? That's a great question. We have some great partnerships with local groups. On Vancouver Island, we have groups like Aerosmith Naturalists that support our work in the English River estuary doing habitat restoration work. Out in the Kootenays, we have some really active groups in the fish and wildlife clubs that like to get out and do hands-on ecosystem restoration. And everywhere in between, from Vancouver Island to the Kootenay, we have groups of volunteers that come out and do hands-on work on our properties to remove invasive weeds and do cleanups and other important work to help them see the work that we're doing on the ground allow them to make a real tangible contribution to conservation. And yeah, it's a it's been a good tool for engaging the public in the important work of caring for these lands. I was on the Nature Trust of BC website looking around and I found something pretty interesting. I found an interactive map on the website that shows all across the province where the properties have been purchased and protected and they're scattered everywhere. To look at it, you wouldn't think there was a rhyme or reason, but you've told us there is a rhyme and there is a reason. 
there are properties that the Nature Trust of BC holds that you suggested are very accessible for folks who would like to visit them. That's right. Some of our properties have been acquired and set up really to encourage visitors to check them out. The Nature Trust BC has been acquiring land since back in 1971, about the time I was born. And when I was a little kid, my family lived in Delta. And the first Nature Trust property I ever visited was Boundary Bay. And Boundary Bay is an amazing part of the Fraser Estuary, and it provides habitat for migrating birds that are moving along the Pacific Flyway from Alaska down to South America. And the Nature Trust has had this very special property on Boundary Bay for many decades now, and it provides a wonderful nature trail. People can walk along an elevated dike and see these amazing birds in fall, winter, spring. There's waves of birds that come through Boundary Bay and just provides a wonderful way to get some fresh air and get some quality bird watching. So if you're in the lower mainland, go check out Boundary Bay and experience the Pacific Flyway. Now, if you were to head up into the central interior and we're visiting Williams Lake, I'd encourage you to go to Scout Island Nature Center. This is another longtime Nature Trust property. It's located right in the city of Williams Lake. And it's a little oasis of nature in the city. Provides, again, good bird watching opportunities and also environmental education programs for local kids. And it's a partnership that we have there with the Williams Lake Field Naturalist to help manage that property and provide that facility for the community. Moving east from Scout Island, I'd send people out to the Kootenai region and encourage them to visit the Hoodoos. So the Nature Trust of BC's Hoodoos property is actually the largest fee simple property that we've acquired. It is a wonderful place to hike and explore. It's important winter range for ungulates like Rocky Mountain elk. So a good place to see some magnificent BC wildlife and again, get up close with nature. On Vancouver Island, Buttertub's Marsh is a great place to visit, right in the city of Nanaimo. There's some great nature trails around the marsh. When Today in BC continues, Jasper Lament tells us what projects the Nature Trust of BC is working on currently. CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. Today in BC is a Black Press Media podcast. I'm Peter McCulley. Jasper, your educational background would seem that it's prepared you well for your role as CEO with the Nature Trust of BC. Peter, I grew up in BC and spent a lot of time outdoors thanks to my parents indulging my passion for chasing frogs and snakes and wading in creeks and catching baby salmon. So that was my early exposure to nature and I pursued a degree in biology at Queen's University in Ontario and then was fortunate to get a scholarship to attend the University of Miami in Florida and pursue my PhD down there in biology. As I was finishing up my graduate work, I realized that what I wanted to do was to put my biology background to work in the conservation space. So that's really where I've focused the most of my career ever since. I started out working in the conservation world down in the U.S., since that's where the 
career opportunities were at the time. But I moved back home in 2008 and been here ever since. It's really a dream come true to work for an organization like the Nature Trust of BC that does so much good work to protect and care for the natural landscapes that I grew up on in, in BC and that I feel so passionately about and I'm so enthusiastic about creating a legacy for my children and their grandchildren and future generations of British Columbians. How did you become involved with the Nature Trust? Were you volunteering one day, pulling weeds, and they pulled you in? Well, that would be a great story. Actually, what brought me back to BC was the opportunity to work for BC Hydro, which is a crown corporation that has important relationships with a number of non-governmental organizations like the Nature Trust of BC. I was a good conservation partner for many conservation organizations. And so I was aware of the work the Nature Trust was doing through my work at BC Hydro. And I got a phone call that the Nature Trust was looking for a new CEO. And I thought, wow, that's, I'm happy at BC Hydro. This is a great company to work for. But man, that jobs like that, they come along once in a career. That would be amazing. And it worked out and it's gone by in a flash, but I've now been the CEO of the Nature Trust of BC for 10 years. And in that time, we've been able to do so much important land conservation work and worked with so many great people, both our staff and our board, our volunteers, our donors. It's really a privilege to work with so many great people. I'm thinking now that I've learned that you've worked for BC Hydro before the Nature Trust of BC, I'm thinking you probably logged a few miles in the last 10 or 15 years through this province. Is there anywhere you haven't been that you want to go? Might be a better question than where have you been? Where have I been? That would be a long conversation. Might need a five-part podcast to cover that (laughs) off. But I'd say one of the places on my Nature Trust bucket list is Coldfish Lake, a lake up in the Spatsizi wilderness. And the Nature Trust acquired a property on Coldfish Lake many decades ago. We now manage it in partnership with BC Parks. It's one of the very, very few properties that, that has accommodation. It was an old camp, and so there's still cabins there. There's some historic cabins, and they're available to anyone who wants to rent them. The only trick is it's a very long hike to get into Coldfish Lake or a very expensive float plane ride. So that's why I haven't got there yet. But hopefully before I retire, I can get out there and see that landscape. But it, it's a place with caribou and wild sheep and moose and just so many amazing wildlife species. Definitely a place that I'd love to get to one day. I was surprised to learn that the Nature Trust carries no mortgages and no debts, and you've been able to buy 500 properties, 175,000 acres in your 50 years. That must speak to tremendous support. It speaks to the tremendous support of our donors and our conservation partners, but it also speaks to the strong leadership that we've enjoyed from our board of directors. Our board from day one has always included a mix of business leaders as well as scientists and conservation professionals. Our board brings those different skill sets together to make sure that we take good care of the dollars that are entrusted to the Nature Trust of BC while also spending them on the highest conservation priorities. And so it's that blend of business skills and financial acumen with conservation science that really has helped to build a really successful organization. You've had some pretty high-profile donations and partners over the years. 
We've been fortunate to enjoy a long-standing partnership. Our oldest partner is the Government of Canada. They launched the Nature Trust of BC back in 1971, and to this day, they're still one of our most important partners, especially Environment and Climate Change Canada. So we've been fortunate to work closely with them on delivering nature-smart climate solutions. So that's something we're really excited about, is using land conservation to deliver tangible results to fight climate change and biodiversity loss. So that's been a key part of our work the last few years. And that program requires that we match every federal dollar. So we have to reach out to the community to find people who are ready and willing to support us in acquiring more land to fight biodiversity loss and climate change. I was fortunate to announce last year a donation from Wilson Five Foundation of $6 million to help us acquire and restore property on Vancouver Island. And then this year, we received a very significant donation from Emil Anderson Construction. They donated 71 acres on the English River. So a couple amazing examples of the BC business community stepping up to support conservation. And it's really allowed us to continue to build and thrive our partnerships with both public and private conservation funders. Perhaps we could talk for a moment about some of the projects that you've recently completed and what's on your planning list for the future. Well, we're always looking for the next exciting land conservation opportunity. And if there's landowners out there that have ecologically important land somewhere in BC and they're looking for a conservation solution, I always encourage them to reach out and check out our website, Nature Trust. .bc.ca. That's one of the ways that we find out about new land conservation opportunities is people telling us about places that they're passionate about or lands that they've owned for many years. In terms of some of the recent accomplishments, wow, there's been a lot. Both 2021 and 2022 have been record-breaking years for the Nature Trust of BC. We've really accelerated our land acquisition work, buying private land and protecting it forever. Some of the properties that come to mind are Breton Island Whitridge Reserve. Breton Island is a small island off of Quadra Island in the Salish Sea, and it had been owned by an American family for many decades. They decided that they wanted to donate that island to conservation, and they chose the Nature Trust as their conservation partner. So that was really exciting to work with them and to make their dream of protecting their island a reality. We've also been working hard to acquire some of the last private lands in and around our White Lake Basin Biodiversity Ranch in the South Okanagan. So this is one of my favorite Nature Trust landscapes. It's just an amazing place near Karameas. It's a place where a wide variety of species at risk live grasslands, wetlands. It's an amazing place. We've been acquiring lands there since the 1980s. And as various private lands become available, we've been purchasing them and adding them to our conservation landscape. We've done several deals in the last couple of years there, and there's more work to be done there. People that love the White Lake Basin, love the South Okanagan grasslands, certainly encourage them to keep an eye on our website, sign up for our email updates, because there's more good news coming there. Another example from the South Okanagan was Karameas Columns. That was a big acquisition that we announced at the beginning of 2022. And that came shortly on the heels of Princeton Grasslands, which was 2,400 acres of grasslands that we acquired in the Smilk Mean last year. So we've really been on a roll. We're really excited about the conservation partnerships that we've built and excited about the opportunities going forward. 
Jasper, I can't imagine there's anyone who hasn't somehow been impacted by the increase in real estate values over the last number of years. If you're purchasing properties to conserve and manage them, this must make things more difficult. Real estate prices certainly affect us. Most of the acquisitions we do, we're purchasing land at fair market value. When fair market value goes up 20 or even 30% in a year, obviously it makes it more challenging to get land conservation done. So we rely more and more on donors who are able to help us to afford those rising real estate costs and We're also very grateful to those landowners that are willing to donate some or all of the value of the land that we're acquiring. And so that can certainly make a difference as well. But first and foremost, the ability to raise the funds to purchase land for conservation is is really the challenge that keeps me up every night. (laughs) (laughs) There's many ways to donate to the Nature Trust of BC, whether it's $5 or $50,000. You've told us all the good work you're doing with that money. Perhaps you could outline for our listeners, how they can donate their time or their money. The first thing is to go to our website, naturetrust.bc.ca. Sign up for our email updates. That's a great way to learn about the projects that we're doing. It also is a good way to learn about volunteer opportunities. We recently had a volunteer work day on our Squamish estuary property. And every year we organize volunteer work days on properties from Vancouver Island to the Kootenays and places in between. That's a great way to learn more about the properties that we care for and a great way to get some fresh air and make a difference for nature. In terms of donations, probably the most impactful way people can support us is by becoming a monthly donor. We have a small but growing group of monthly donors and that reliable support really makes a difference. Right now, we're in the midst of a campaign called Willpower, which encourages people to think about leaving a legacy gift to the charity of their choice. We're one of many nonprofits across Canada that's encouraging people to think about the legacy that they want to leave. And what better way to leave a legacy than nature? I'd like to thank Jasper Lament of the Nature Trust of BC for being with us on this edition of Today in BC. If you have suggestions or comments, send a voice message to podcast at blackpress.ca. You may be part of our podcast mailbag segment. You'll find Today in BC podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, and Google Podcasts.